Yo. Chris. Are we live? Yeah, we're live. Oh, okay. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Glad this is working. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can hear you good too, so I think it'll work. I need to, uh, I don't know about you. I need to pour myself a drink. We're only 45 minutes early on five o'clock, but hey, <laughs> we're going to do it anyways. Well, yeah, what do you do, what are you doing these days? Uh, I mean, I'm getting, getting a lot of work done, getting fitness game back, been working out every day. Got the Peloton on uh, on overload and uh, getting chores done, figuring out, you know, doing online coaching with Racers 360. Oh. You know, we, we, uh, we haven't shut down at minus 273. We're still shipping stuff and we come out with our new apparel and we're releasing new apparel every Wednesday. So, and, uh, I got our 2020 collection coming up soon. So of gloves. So that's still, you know, that's still kicking away, but yeah, I mean, it's been nice staying home. We go, we go to the beach. I mean, the weather's been a little junky, um, down here in San Diego. I know you guys get it like a day later, but yeah, we go to beat. We went to the beach today for a little bit. Just walked around before a little bit of rain came. A bunch of people out, just uh, practicing social distancing at its finest. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing a lot of the same. Basically, just self-imposed quarantining. Um, yeah, staying inside. You know, no work. Not, I'm not physically going to a work location. You know, right, and then. You know, you do things that are either indoors, like being on the computer, watching something, drinking, or I like the, I like the online coaching thing. That's like really unique, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, you're not spending your money on track time. You might as well keep improving. So, you know, mini little sales pitch there, but you, you know, there's, uh, right. But like, what do you, there's still ways to keep improving. What do you, people send it. What are you teaching so, over there? So we do, so we do one lap videos. We do, uh, we do sessions with data and we do full race reviews. So, uh, you know, they upload their videos and, and we go over the video with them and a normal one lap video of, uh, a go-kart, you know, is maybe 15, 20 minutes long. Uh, one lap video of a car or debrief with the, with the client. Um, normally it's 30 to 40 minutes long, I would say on average. So, you know, you're, you're getting a pretty good, pretty good amount of information, um, wow. and goals for the next time you go out. And obviously with the data, we can dive in a little bit more, look at prior sessions, lap, is- you know, lap to lap. And then the full race, full race is cool because, you know, you can upload a full race and we can go through racecraft. We can go through, you know, not just racecraft, but Hey, you know, I noticed, you know, further into the, the session, you start missing more corners. You're, you know, you're starting to make more mistakes. Why is that? You know, do you work out? You know, you can go into more things, more in depth things about their whole, um, their whole program that they have for racing. Yeah. Interesting. Which would be different. Then like, let's say if you're coaching about the track and when you're going over like session data or video or whatever, it's like, you can, you can make a comment like that. 
like about working out, but nothing's really going to change because you're at the go-kart track right now. You know, yeah. you're focused on racing and going fast and, you know, getting a better position instead of right now when you have time on your hands and you can go and actually make those changes and implement them right. like day to day. Right. So it's, and, you, and that's I cool. Think the, Do you guys have like a lot of, a lot of clients right now? Yeah. More so on the car side, just because, uh, on the car side, on the car side. Cause that's where they started. Yeah. But they're doing motorcycle coaching now too. Um, what? you know, so it's kind of going to be, I think all forms of motorsports. um, as they continue to grow. That's really but, cool. Yeah. It's, it's a cool, it's a cool concept, man. It's, you know, I, I did this with some of my private clients, uh, back in the day, ones that I didn't, you know, work with all the time. Um, it, it was easy just to kind of stay connected and Hey, like you've been out testing. Why don't you send me a video of one of your sessions and let's just go over some things and you can look at it with them or that or race that I couldn't make it to. And they had no one else there that could provide that coaching. Um, because most of the people I work with, we have an infrastructure there where if I'm not there, they're, they're still taken care of, right? That all those needs at the track are, are still taken care of, but you, you'd have some times where that just wasn't possible or, you know, in the off season, um, you know, it, it, it's always been there screen sharing, you know, with Skype or, or other, um, programs. I know some other drivers have been doing it for a long time too. But this is just a, a way to make it more accessible, accessible to a broader range of, of people. So it's cool, man. But uh, back to the self-quarantining. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You sent me a video right before we started this of <laughs> the, the spring breakers in Florida, the Gulf Coast. And wow is all I have to say. Is, yeah, hold on. Wow. I'm going to play it for... Because this is the thing is like they can... For the audio, you may not be able to hear it, but they can on the podcast recording. Okay. So I'm just going to play, play it. it now. Let's the people. do it. <laughs> Fuck these guys. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. I'm playing it. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had to strip playing. I think it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. And I'm from New Orleans, so it's really tough. However, we're going to enjoy ourselves. We have a day party all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. I love how this is. They're ruining our lives. There's more serious things out there like hunger and poverty. We need to address that. We're just living for the moment. We're just going <laughs> This guy for, looks sick. Happens, <laughs> comments happens. are so funny. Yeah, I mean, we it's like, no, when you go home and give your 80-year-old grandmother Corona and she passes away because of it, you're going to feel like a real asshole. My God. These are the younger generation of millennials that make the older generation of millennial that I am look really bad. I know. I know it. This is why I don't, that's why I don't associate with, with millennials. Well, I'm entrenched in millennialhood, so I have to associate, but... Yeah, you you're know, fully you're fully a millennial. I'm fully a millennial, but they again they rep they poorly represent the millennial community. But I I think unfortunately that there's more of a majority of people that are like that than not. Yeah, I think it depends on where you live. Like it's I think it does too. It's interesting, you know. We live now in Carlsbad, and which is North County, San Diego. For people that don't know, and you the way, you know, San Diego is 
really divided into three main, I would say three main areas. You have San Diego proper, which is San Diego, maybe up to La Jolla. Um, and then you have Del Mar to Oceanside, which is what we call North County San Diego. And then you have Inland San Diego, which is um, like Vista and other towns like that. So, you know, we're very old school beach vibe, chill here. And there's still people out and about, but you can tell like, you know, like my favorite coffee shop that I go to, you know, under state law now, like you can't, they, everyone puts their chairs up. You can't sit down anywhere, but there's still people there getting their coffee. They may chit chat with someone for a minute, you know, not really touching anyone, shaking hands or right. touching anything. And then maybe going on a walk like this morning when we were out, there's people running, people riding their bikes with their families. Kind of what Chantel and I were talking about is like, you know, it's almost like it's one of those things where it's crazy. It's hurting the economy, but it's, it, you wonder what good can come out of this because of family, you know, maybe families that haven't been able to spend time together because, um, you know, the parents are working and kids are at school and they really don't get to see each other much. Maybe there's going to be some bond, you know, yes, there's going to, yes, there's some dangers in the economy. Right. Um, but we're all going to come out of this. You know, that's the thing. I think is we got to stay positive and understand we're going to come out of this and we'll come out of it stronger and a better understanding of certain things. And I think that's one of the most in, important things. And, you know, just like, you know, I travel a ton for, for, for my work and, um, you know, I came home from our, our race was actually stopped on Friday evening for a lap, right before our last practice session, they, canceled the event we were there everyone was there it was crazy i got on a plane that no night kidding. bolted home bolted home thought i was going testing this weekend not going testing this weekend but we were going to this one track now this track is closed so but i'm spending more time with my kid right you know yes is it going to be difficult financially of course i'm it's, it's difficult i'm preparing myself for that but i'm look also trying to look at the more positive side side of things that when everything does come back, because it is going to come back, um, that, you know, we can all learn something from this. So, but it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how it's affecting industry. It's crazy. You know, Circuit of the Americas laid off its entire staff. I know. I was just um, talking about to somebody about that, like the future of Circuit of the Americas. And I just, I was going to say, it's, it's interesting how we're living like in two dualities right now where you have like in one side, like the, the divide of people, like the way that they physically treat this, the way that you right. know, people are either self-imposing and like trying to do, because basically what, what has to be known is that if you're you continue, flatten you're flattening the curve. Exactly. And we don't want to upset and override the medical system because if it gets infiltrated and there's way too many people coming in, then you're going to have to make decisions on ventilators and hospital beds. And that's like, we don't want to be in that point, that place yet. So the only thing you can do is stay inside and don't get it. That's, right. You know, that's basically it. The problem is, is like, I, it's this interesting divide where like some people can, you know, hear as much data or whatever as possible, but they, they still just want to live their life. You know, you hear that as an excuse now. It's like, ultimately it comes to, yeah, but I just, at some point I'm not going to change my life that much. I'm still going to go outside. I'm still going to do what I normally do. You know, I think what's been a wake up call is that like companies across 
the world have shut down and like you either work from home or you're literally, you're stopped dead in the water until they allow people to come back to the building. But I still, so I think people are like getting the hint, but you still see people. I mean, we're going to the beach. Like we just went to Malibu beach yesterday, um, off of like little doom and you know, just a little cove. And there was like the parking lots were full. People were everywhere there. You know, some families were, go ahead. How many of the, how many of those do you think are tourists? Because that's like when the Florida thing first came out, like a lot of locals were like, whoa, 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 this isn't us. Like, this isn't us going to the beach. These are these are the tourists for spring break or people that are lucky to get an early spring break because of their school shutting down. Yeah. You know, this is no, no, this is them. This is not us. And I wonder about that. You know, I wonder all the amount of people that are out, how many of those are. Like the people yeah. like today, most of the people we saw today are locals. But again, like if you, you know, I saw this one guy, he was walking up the staircase. He knew how to use it, use the handrail and he was using, he had a hand wipe underneath his hand. Yeah. Not, not just a paper towel, like an actual like antibacterial wipe. And he was walking with it. Whether or not he just didn't want to, but you could tell he needed to use the rail to go down. I mean, it's a hundred something steps down to the beach. Yeah. And, uh, you could tell like the, that, that consciousness of, you know, knowing, you know, we saw some families and it's like, you, you're talking, but you're not getting as close, you know, when we're yeah. going to get coffee and we went and got donuts the other morning and they were only allowing, because you can only have 10 people inside. They're only allowing four customers at a time inside. And otherwise you had to stand outside. So here's what, here's the thing is I think that you live in a unique place where that, that behaviors is that behavior is more apparent. And I think more people are conscious there but, or conscientious should say, but you know, and I'm in, I've spent the majority of my time now in Sherman Oaks. And I think most people there are conscientious of this. Like the people around me, you can see them, you know, like you can see now it's weird. You know who your neighbors are because everybody's stuffed in their home and then they want to go for like walks and like play with their kids and like, you know, all of a sudden they like now want to mow the the lawn and like do all this shit. And so you like, now you know your neighbors and it's like, you can get a good read on like where you live, which is really weird, especially in LA. Like nobody goes outside their house. And so it's, it's a really unique time. But, um, I think I, I live in an area as well where it's like people are almost overly cautious about this whole thing. I mean, some people are decked from head to toe covering themselves with a mask and it's just like, okay, you're being ridiculous, but you have that. But then I think there's like this large community of people. I mean, I was just at the beach and I, it's like, I hear you. I'm sure a lot of them are locals and they're still standing their distance. But then I turn, we just stayed in our car. We didn't even leave any circumference of the car. We just opened up the hatch and we were right. like, we were pointed at the ocean and we chilled and we read and we, you know, worked on stuff. It was like the best afternoon ever. But we look to our left, the car rolls up and it's like seven, you know, teens, freaking freaky deaky teens. And they just get a bong out and they're passing a bong between all of them. And it's like, oh my God. Yo, what? What? Like we how, all get it together. We'll be Corona brothers. I know. I know. And people have this, they have this mentality oh. a little bit and it's kind of, 
it's a little disturbing. It, it feels it like is. people act like maybe they're doing something. It's like this past weekend, the amount of like Instagram stories of people at a bar, at a club, at a restaurant. It's it's, it's, it's deplorable. I mean, come and on. And that's why. Well, and that's why I think, you know, people are saying, I can't believe the government's, you know, you know, like, as you, you know, it started in San Francisco and it's kind of slowly going down. I think it just hit Ventura County where they're doing that. Uh, you have to essentially stay inside, right? Yeah. Kind of like what Italy and Spain and, you know, my friends in, in Italy and Spain are like, you know, like in Spain specifically, there is police and military on the streets. And if you get caught outside without a proper reason, that's approved you get fined it's like wow. okay we haven't gone we haven't gone that far yet but we are we are being you know being told but the governments feel like they have to do that because we're not taking responsibility in ourselves let me let me tell you my stay inside i agree my, my parents are my parents and my sister are in northern california and they just got a text yesterday about yeah. going on a lockdown so they basically Dude, i'm telling you you're gonna get it and probably by Monday, I bet you get, I bet you get it in Los Angeles and we won't be far behind. I bet. Right. You know, so now it, what, is, it's, it's what do these happen. lockdowns restrict completely? Because I also have, they're all a little different, but essentially you're supposed to stay indoors for, you know, unless it's for a necessary need. So necessary is to go get food, to go to the doctor. They say outdoor exercise is fine. Um, you know, you essentially can't go and like, it's, it's pretty much them stopping you from going and congregating in places. Mm. Um, that's the best way to put it. But isn't um, the grocery store like of all the places to congregate, isn't the grocery store like the most. Yeah. Potentially. Talks, yeah, you, you, you pick, you, you pick something up and decide you don't want it. Yeah. And, you know, it, I mean, I don't know about you, but we're up there, but the grocery store is here you know, there's a line out the door. Now they're like, now they're, you know, they only let a certain amount of people in at a time. It's crazy. We lucky we stocked up. But the one thing, you know, we went to a local grocer today, just a small business, local grocer today down in Lucadia, right off the, right off the beach. Um, They had everything. They had Eggo waffles for Nico, fresh produce. Everything was there. It was like, no one was in there. Well, keep that on the hush. Keep that on the the low. Yeah. Yeah, Easy there. I'm, not telling, I'm not telling you the name. Okay. <laughs> and you know, we drive by Ralph's on the way home and there's a line out the door, you know, uh, and you're just like, this is crazy. So have, before I don't want to go too much into this, but have you put your tinfoil hat on at all? <laughs> uh, yeah, every day, of course. Okay. So what, if, if there was one conspiracy that you're like, Ooh, I could maybe nibble on that a little bit. Oh, I don't know. You'd have what's, to... what's the conspiracy that you're like, Ooh, I could nibble on that. I'll tell you mine. Cause I have one. So I'm like, mm, I could chew that. I could think about that a little bit more. I still mm. think it's crazy, but man, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Okay. So supposedly in the last 30, 60 days, numerous CEOs, major companies have blessed on their own volition. Right, Bill Gates, which has been public. Um, You're podcasting my conspiracy. I'm pod- Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the guy, the guy from Disney. Who else? Hulu. The Hulu CEO. Okay. Hulu. Who else? I'm uh, talking to Chantel right now. She's helping me all out. All the major dating website. All the major. 
There's a couple of tenders, CEO. Now, all of no them may way. not be good, but there is a theory, conspiracy theory, that there is going to be there's a coalition coming together, like Bill Gates is part of it, you know, other people. And there's some maybe bad people are down that they're trying to work to kind of cleanse the world of this, of some of the evil. No. So sex rings. You know, there's stories about the Vatican and the Pope trying to. Right. You know, there's a lot of different stories with, with that. And um, there's a rumor about Harvey Weinstein that he's going to he's going to help. He had this plea deal where he's going to help uh, tell all these important people, kind of like what Epstein there's people I believe that Epstein never died and he's still a part of this whole deal. What the hell? That he's a, you know, kind of give all the information about who's involved, the real players in the sex ring and the drug trade and everything. UPS. UPS CEO stepped down in the last 30, 60 days. It's six. Wait, okay, so these. So what? Uber they, Eats. Okay, let me. Salesforce. Let me ask you this though. Why? Wait. Okay. Hold on. I'm listening. Um. Let me ask you this though: Why do they form a coalition to cleanse the world of evil, and then the evil they focus on is it all ju- is it all around like human sex trafficking and all this, or is it like a greater coalition for like you know like solving global warming well, so, and so this is this and that's what it is. So and and so you know, there's the theory of the new world order and all this. Sure. Wow. So that's the conspiracy is that this is part of, these are the people that are all part of the new world order and they're coming together and not that the, not that COVID-19 was created for this purpose, but they're taking advantage, they're taking advantage of this opportunity. There was a plan now, order that if it happened, that they were going to. Now, now, like I said, this is a, this is, full tin, tin, tin foil hat man. <laughs> but I think there may be a something that where even if it's not super conspiratorial that there's people that have a lot of money, that have a lot of resources that are coming together and maybe they do announce something publicly in due time that they're going to work together to try to improve you know and solve some of the greater issues of, of our world. Okay, economy wise. So, so how know, did health. they... So they do this at a time when coronavirus hits because I don't know. Like I said, it's just enough for me to nibble on to like, Ooh, I wonder how this will play out. If it's, if there's any truth to it. There were reports that Harvey, like weeks ago that Harvey Weinstein like fainted and then he's having heart problems. If he comes out that he's died in jail, then you know. Yeah. My wife's definitely more of a conspiracy theorist than I am. Okay. But why, does this coincide with the coronavirus thing happening at all or no? I think it's like, it's opportunistic of them to uh, use this time. I see. You know what I mean? I see. I mean, I mean, look, have you seen the pictures of, of Venice and other parts of the world where animals are starting to come back to places they've never been seen for years? Really? You know, Venice waterway is clear now. You can see fish. There was a dolphin that just came through. Now, okay, maybe maybe dolphins come through, but like. So, what is before, this implicating? What is that implicating? That like humans that, like, are earth, overrunning the earth. Yes, and that earth is like currently Damn. able to starting to heal itself. Damn. And, 
And you know, I buy it. Like, it. I buy it, dude. dude LA looks it. LA looks so unsmoggy now. LA is beautiful. Like, it's not. There's no maybe, smog. <laughs> maybe maybe this COVID nineteen virus was created by Mother Earth to help n- nurture and and. Oh, so this is like the heal, second coming, heal, like the father coming. Heal. Yo, I'm look. I'm just Listen. throwing things out there to <laughs> chew on. Okay. It should yeah. be noted that no one, no one is sitting here saying that this is a good thing because no one wants everyone's grandma and grandpa or sure. people that are high risk. Not at all. This is not. This is not condoning. Just so that it's out there. Yeah. If you say that, you also have to say like, in no way, shape, or form is anyone here endorsing that this is like definitely not a good sure. thing. No, no, yeah. sure. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a good point. That's seriously, that's a good point because yeah, I think it, it, it is. It's like, it's all taking this firsthand with like, first and foremost, that is like, uh, you know, something that we don't want to just push down like that. But on the other side, it's like, listen, it's, there is, there's a lot of interesting, uh, thought experiments that are going on now because this has happened. It is. Now, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Yeah. I just finished my first little mini shot of my homemade limoncello that I made during this <laughs> time period. Yeah. Dude, anyone wants the recipe for amazing limoncello, or limoncello, I have it. Oh, are you going to put it on your Dude. Instagram? Yeah, I think I am. I got. I, I kind of did a little on my Instagram through my stories, like the process of me making it. But I think I'm going to like actually tell people how I did it. Dude, that limoncello is arguably, arguably the top three best I've ever had. Damn. And I've had it. I've had some of the best of where it comes from in Italy. And this is on part. Now I will say the lemons that I got to use are straight, not they're lemons from Italy, like grapes from Italy, right? But in Napa, that kind of relationship, the lemons are from Italy, but planted in the seeds are in in America here. So they're not your farmer's market or grocery store lemons. I mean, they're really good lemons, but man, this is so good. I can contribute this. So yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to throw that out there. Okay. That was point. So let, that was point one. What was point two? First of oh, all, I love it and I want to try it. Put it on your Instagram. You so will. Can I, made, know. I made two bottles, so I will definitely save some. Oh. And when this whole quarantine stuff goes, uh, goes away, oh. I will definitely have some. And well, that's a good point though. When this whole quarantine thing goes away. Well, hopefully in a month, we can start to have our normal lives back. Do you think that's going to happen? These fuckheads in Florida and the Gulf Coast don't get their shit together. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I think there's more well, people than in South Southern Florida or Southeast Coast. Yeah. I mean, you can look like China now is starting to get back to normal. You know, because they did what was necessary to flatten the curve. But that that's the so, thing too. I, I was reading an account um, of somebody that like, you know, went through the whole stages, they tested positive for coronavirus, but, and I'm sure this isn't hard shit. There's plenty of shit out there like that, but it was like this whole confusing journey that took seven days to find out that he was positive. And I think the most concerning thing that separates us is like South Korea was able to test, what was it? Um, 
50,000 people a week or a day. Well, that's our something, biggest problem, right? So and something it takes up. us a week to do. Yeah, exactly. And we're no, not set up problem. to do it. Big problem. Going further with this, do you think it can be only a month? I mean, there's this social distancing Look, thing may last, you know, into August, think, some people have said. No, I think, I think, it, I think we can make it a month, you know, maybe two months max for, for the hard restrictions. Um, obviously I'm a scientist or anyway, an expert on this, but yeah. you know, I, I think you, based on what China and South Korea have been able to do. Yeah. I mean, I think we can, but I think also there's going to be, I think people need, need to stay conscious that, you know, when that time comes that restaurants start to open up and we start to go out and do these things that like, we need to wash our hands more often, sure. you know? And you know, those guys that go to the, and girls too that go to the bathroom and don't wash their hands and they're like, well, I didn't, you know, something like that. Yeah, but you still touched something right. that, you know, well, I'll use my elbow. Well, your hands are still touching things. I saw a girl today push a traffic cross uh, button with her feet instead of touching with her hands. And I'm like, well, that's way kind of worse. Up. <laughs> it's way worse and it's selfish. Just use your elbow. You could use your, you were in a jacket. Just shoulder, use your elbow. Right? Why'd you have to elbow, kick it? Shoulder, yeah. Like, so now the person that does decide to use their hands. It's like, come on. So I think there's a lot of that, but yeah. But I mean, it's kind of interesting, like moving this more towards the racing side of things, you know, interesting to see when, when everything gets back to normal with racing, as we saw uh, today or this morning, uh, Monaco and pre got postponed, which just, Wait, before you go, before we go into the, to Monaco though, let's just say like, you know, it could be a month. It also could not be. And it's, you know, I, I uh, yeah, it could not be, but I honestly, I don't, I don't. It, sa- it sounds don't. safe to say from like a lot of the, the scientific community that it's like eight weeks is what we're looking at here. Yeah. We'll see. Only time will tell. We yeah. Could- and, and we look, can guess, we, we can guess all we want, but I'm throwing that out there out. of like information that I'm hearing, but like, I don't, I don't want to believe that. <laughs> no, you know, believe me, believe me. I'm not, uh, my source of income has kind of disappeared. So yes. yeah, I mean, I wish it could, uh, in two weeks we could, uh, get back to doing some racing and, and getting out to these tracks, but and, you know, and to button this idea, not up, the case. to button this idea up, I think I, I, we were saying, we were talking about it a little bit earlier, but the, the time that we now get in our day when we don't have to be somewhere, the momentum of life has stopped for a second. And well, I think a lot of us needed to slow down. Yes. I, mean, I think, I think this world are- we live in is like, uh, it is so high paced. It's, and it's information now all the time. And whenever you're not doing something, you needed to be doing something. You could have been texting someone, you could have been posting, you could have been working on something, or you could have been at work. Uh, or you could have been with your kid or you could have been eating or you could have been this or that with your wife, whatever. And now there's like, I mean, I think for a lot of people, there's a lot of available time. Sure. It's an economic hit and that's the hard part. And there's, there's a bit of suffering, 
Um, and that's, that's not fair for people. But on the other side of that, there is this like humility and like getting back to ourselves as people instead of being yeah. shaped and shifted by our environment and this like, you know, the structure of society we have now, it's different. Yeah. Now we have time. What were you going to say? Yeah. Just, it's like a return of a, a sense of community. Like, People that know me that know me really well know how much I love Italy. I may not love their politics or their, uh, you know, their economy, but you know the people of Italy and their lifestyle. I've always loved. Yeah, and you can see it. Like you see these you, these videos that went viral of these communities that you know they're singing songs from balconies to each other. Yeah, and, you so know, beautiful. there's a guy with a piano, and then a guy comes out with a trumpet and you know, DJs, you know, playing sets at, at, at night for people. There was a fitness guy that got up on this, uh, I don't know the exact location, but he got up on, on, uh, the top of this one building. It looked like it was like maybe part of a gym or, or something, but and it was surrounded by all these apartments and he led a, like a fitness thing and people were out on their balconies doing jumping jacks and doing stuff. And it's like, it's that, you know, we're, we're all in this together, essentially. Um, it's like Chantel and I were talking, you know, we're, you know, it's financially going to be hard for us. So we're doing our best part to make sure we eat in, you know, um, planning our meals out, just doing everything smart. But I'm also like, Hey, you know, that coffee shop that we love, you know, we could go, maybe not both get coffees. Let's go there and split a black coffee. That's going to cost, but it, it just helps keep, keep these small businesses, alive you know maybe maybe every other day we go and we one of us orders lunch out or something and picks one but a local establishment that we know isn't you know you know a a burger king or mcdonald's which i know those are franchises and those are still small businesses but you know these real core small businesses of our communities we can still find ways to support support. totally yeah so we're, we're, we're still doing that Let's talk. Let's talk racing, man. Okay. Let's, what let's do you got? How's it, well, man, this is, you know it's affecting it's affecting racing. It's affecting people in racing. You know, I think about on the lowest levels, some of these small cart cart teams and cart shops that aren't getting business. Well, and that look, that's coming from the top. Have, let's come from the top down. I mean, you go to the karting community, but I feel like what spun this off before things got spun off was formula one canceling the race and ultimately like McLaren and someone ha- testing positive for coronavirus. And then the dominoes started falling and stuff started getting yeah. canceled. Yeah. I mean, you know, the NBA, NHL, you know, everyone, um, right. You know, I think it's one of those, it is one of those situations, not like monkey see monkey do, but it is when you get a couple leaders following. Now I will say like the scooser race, uh, that we were at, um, had no intention of canceling. And I was, a, I was in agreement with that. And I, the only reason why I say that is because we had all been there from pretty much Wednesday on Wednesday, Thursday, we're, we've been touching the same things. We've been talking face to face and it is airborne, you know, yeah. we've been bumping elbows. We've been at the same hotels, you know, it's your choice to be there. Right. Um, it's not really a spectator type event, right? The spectators aren't really coming to go see that. So it's not really outside people coming in. So they were going to run it up until the governor stepped in and said, Hey, no way. 
you can't have uh, event spaces can't have you know more than 250 people um, congregating. And they were even looking at ways to fit that number until they said the government said no. Like the whole New Orleans Motorsports Park facility is one facility, even though the cart track is fenced off and it's separate from the big track, it's still considered the same facility. So then it really made it impossible because I think the math worked out for us where they could have done Saturday, like a certain number of classes and said, Hey, every driver gets one mechanic. One of those mechanics is, needs to be a team manager or team principal. Um, no one else is allowed inside. If the, you know, you can't be on the, the facility or whatever, you can drop someone off. We can continue to have this event. Wow. I they were going to go massive. full enchilada. If it came to that, yeah. Wow. Um, but they shut them down. So, yes. Were we all pissed off in a way? Yes. Bummed out. But there was nothing they could do. You know, the government um, stepped in. Hopefully, Scusa will do the right thing, which I think they will when they, whenever they make their decision. Um, certain things, I think, can be credited. Other uh, costs they have. Um you know, they, they won't be able to, um, and they'll, they'll, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll make a good decision on that. But, uh, I think about some of these cart shop, cart teams and cart shops that, you know, their, their people don't, uh, um, you know, it's not like a car team where you got, 50, you know, 30 to 50% of the budget up front yeah. and, you know, it's, it's still hurting you, but you have a lot of fly-in people, you don't really have that many employees. I'm talking like junior formula teams and some of these smaller sports car teams. You know, it's going to be hard for them, but it's going to be as hard, right? Because most of their budgets, full season budgets, they're getting a good chunk up front. Um, and if they didn't have the, the, the cost of buying a new car this year and, or a new trailer and all that, and they've been in business for a long time or, or at least five to 10 years, you know, they, they can probably weather this storm um, better than most. But some of these smaller operations, man, it's going to be, it's going to be really tough. It'll be interesting to see once this full um, stimulus package comes out, how much that will hopefully be able to help some of these small businesses. But, it, it, you know, we'll only see. And then, with, you know, with the racing yeah, schedules, tough. it's going to be interesting with these races being canceled or postponed. Um, what does postponed look like? Does it mean that you're going to still go to that facility, that track? Does it mean, like with Scusa, for, for us at the exit, we have three Pro Tour events. One of them has been canceled or slash postponed. Are we going to go back to New Orleans and have that extra cost? Or are we going to do a new schedule at the final two events? Hopefully we can make it to the next event in early May. But, you know, hopefully um, maybe they add a final and do double a double points final Friday or, or change the schedule where we have uh, – you know, two finals and, or your pre-final is also a final, who knows yeah. what they'll do. Um, so that you're not adding more costs on the people have already had the travel costs and paid their team. And, you know, a lot of money has already been spent. Um, and do then you, you see, look at do you Formula, see that on Formula the, One. Do you see that on the like junior form, like our side? Is that what you're talking about? Um, I think it's going to be everywhere. You know, I think, you know, you're looking at Formula One, you know, um, Liberty Media came out and said, Formula One came out and said, hey, we have every intention to still run a full schedule. You're like, okay, but you just literally postponed or canceled through May. So 
what does that and what does that look what does that schedule look like? So I think for carding, for carding, some of the series have already come out in Europe where they're like stacking May June with races. Where really? June is usually a, where June is usually a pretty light month for for uh, because of uh, June, July, August, uh, depending on um, what where the races are and everything. Sometimes can be a little light because of uh, the vacations or the federal vacations that they have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like our calendar, I think June this year was pretty light. Well, now May to June, it's like every weekend there's a major race. I know, and it's so is all. It be, is it the thing is ahead. like I think planning things right now is so hard to do. That's what well, I. Well, you find don't know most, where you 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 don't know where you can start, right? You don't know. Like, you don't know where you can start. So plan So right away, you're like, that's challenging. And the second thing right. is like anybody also planning with that schedule. It's like, yo, going from Monday to Tuesday, it's like a whole new day with like a whole new set of instructions. And it's like, yeah, you know, every day, especially this past week, every day has been, as they've been saying, fluid and it like changes. Dude. And it's like, dude, you look at this a week ago and you would have never thought it could get to the point where all the companies are shutting down and we're all in our homes quarantined. It's crazy. It's crazy, it's, dude. It's crazy. So, you know, it's, it, you it's, know, it's hard to plan. It. That's crazy that people are planning like even races because I know that, you know, IndyCar is, form- is trying to put on the Indy 500 in the month of May. The whole show, it, it must go on. Dude, what? Half a million people are going to be in attendance for that. Are you crazy? I'm just, just saying that. I don't, there's, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, are you crazy? I think a lot. I know. I think a lot of scheduling. I think these, I think they're going to have to get creative with different race weekends yeah. and how they how they do their race weekends and being creative. You know, I think that's the only if, if that's your intention is to have a full schedule. Yeah, you got to get know. creative. What do you think? You gotta do get creative. You, I do mean, you think that pro- people are going to like? It's going to be a double, like two races in a in a weekend. It, it could be a little bit like that. Like for the um, pro series, like IndyCar, let's say, yeah. or Formula One. Yeah. I mean, they already do double headers on some of those street races, right? Yeah. So IndyCar already has a formula and a schedule on how they can do their double headers. Do you think Formula they One would do, do that? Oh, they have the time to. I mean, they've already, there's already been proposals to do something similar. Like a double where, header. Where, well, the proposal that has kind of been thrown out there is that they would get rid of uh, one of the practice sessions, yeah. and they would, and FP3. they would, and they would add a sprint race. So it would be like a uh, how they say it. It was like I think there was a couple different proposals, but qualifying would set the grid for the sprint race, but they would do like a reverse grid Ooh. or something. But also like like F two. Yes, but then qualifying for the first race would actually still set the grid for the big race. It's not where you finish in the so it'd just be like yeah. an extra race. It'd be like half points or something. Sure. But it'd be it'd be just something to spice it up. Well maybe this is your opportunity to experiment your season's already screwed up. So why don't we experiment? Like it was just announced today that the twenty twenty one regulations are not being implemented next year. So What? Yeah. What? The that team, makes sense, teams, but damn. The teams asked for it. So, you know, it's like, let's use this time to get creative and, and find, you know. Let's figure it out. Everything. 
Yeah, let's, let's, it's with everything. Let's figure it out. Let's open why, up our mind. Yeah, because let's because be no, it's true. Because most of the the thought is is like, why fix it if it ain't broke? Right. You know well, why? It's broken right now. It's, it's broken, broken right now, now. <laughs> and it's a great time to like experiment. But before, like nobody, I think even like F two is willing to go that far. But like F one, they'd never put in a sprint race. They never think about it. You know, it's the GP. It's the big race. It's like once once we see the Baku race, we've had enough Baku, you know, like we moved on from Baku, but I like that. I think that's, uh, that's cool. It's a good time to shake it up a little bit and, and And, maybe have, think about it. What if like McLaren gets a reverse grid pull and they're P1 and P3 mixed in with like an alpha and a Renault. And then you go all the way back and like Mercedes is eighth, ninth, whatever. That would be a really interesting race because with tire dag and how, you know, the tire strategy comes into play it, you know, yep. you could have McLaren like just hanging on to something as you know, Lewis is climbing through oh. the field and it could be a great race. Super exciting. Yeah. And, and, you know, thank goodness Liberty media is in charge right now because I do think there's going to be some creativeness that is going to come it's from true. this. It's not Bernie anymore. Where I think if, I think if Bernie wasn't, he would just be like, Oh, we're canceling these races sucks for you customers. And <laughs> we're going to continue on and we'll find time. And you know, if these tracks can't afford and they fall apart too bad, not our problem. It's so bad. Um, you know, so I think that's, that's great. So, wow. you know, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see over the next month to two months. Is that how Bernie operated with the tracks? Is like who knows? I do know there were times where, and who knows if it was just a power play, but where he would talk about, you know, Monza, he would talk about Silverstone and other track and, and, uh, Hockenheim where they were like, we're not sure if we can afford this. And he was like, no, it's not my problem. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> Cause he was, he was the big proponent of going to these, like markets like India, like uh, Baku, you know, Russia, China, which is good, right? Parts of that's good. You're expanding the sport, but then there are times that you're like, yeah, you globalize it for sure. But then there are times you look at it and you go, wait a minute. Like you did, you are globalizing it, but you're also these tracks that have been here from the beginning and like household name tracks that you're pretty much going, screw you. If you can't make this work, We'll just build a track somewhere else in the middle of nowhere and make it. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, didn't they race so, in South Korea one year? I don't remember. I think, I think, it, I think somewhere it was somewhere like they only raced there for two years and then, you know, they, they raced at India that one time. Right. Right. And then they never went back. doesn't stick. Yeah. Shanghai stuck though. Big time. That one big time stuck. Huge, yeah. huge amounts of fans because of that. Yeah. That was smart. Yeah. But no, that, was, that was that was huge. But so you, have you seen have you seen all the e racing now that like NASCAR's putting on like their yeah. first e um a couple other like small series like have done like uh this one company out of Florida did this big race for like Juan Pablo was in it. Sebastian Montoya, James Davison, wow. um, a bunch of other guys. It's a, a great idea. Max Verstappen was in it. Lando Norris has been in one. 
uh, there's an F4 series that got they're putting in that you have to be a you had to have raced an F4 last in the last year or two, and or have announced that you are racing an F4 this Lame. year. Lame. No, no, that it sounds like a no, cult. It's actually, no, it's cool. <laughs> And they, they did, they're doing these F4 races like one or two a day and doing like a mini championship out of it. That's cool. And it's sick, dude, because it's like, it's legit. You go down the list of names and you're like, if you follow Junior Formula, you're like, this is dope. Like, you're seeing all these big names. You're seeing these rookies first year in cars. You're seeing these guys that are entering their second or third year in Formula 4. You're seeing how they stack up. Yes, sim racing, but there's still some relative, you know, grading you could do on that. And uh, actually, this kid that I know really well, and we sponsored it from minus 273, Dino Boganovich, she's a Ferrari junior driver, is just smoking these kids. Um, so <laughs> that's that, so that's cool. cool. That, that's I'm actually, cool like, I was throwing some hate that way early on, but that sounds so cool. Dude, it's awesome. And like, are they, are they like, basically holding, okay, so is it on iRacing or what, what platform this, is it I think this I think this one's on iRacing, yeah. Okay, and they're racing what? Skip Barber cars? No. No. The, the Formula Renault think, probably. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then what? They're just holding races every day with like a practice, a qualify, and a race? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they, and they can you like I, I do the data thing? Can you do a car setup? Like, can you adjust the setup? No, I think I don't think they're allowing any of that. Good. So um, it's a fixed setup. Good. Yeah. Now, obviously, as you know, if you've raced on a bunch of different sims as I, there is a lot of time. So are guys getting and on really good sims and like going with the companies what, well, to go with? That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's here what I'm we saying. Go. There is a lot of time. And like when I drove on your sim and I was like, I can't even drive this thing. This thing- <laughs> that's no, just because you're a bad driver. That's because you, you suck can't at match, driving. You, you can't match me on a sim anyway. So Dude, I get off me. absolutely can. No. Are you, are you kidding? That's, that's, a, that's a debate for another day. Yo, uh, now that I have a sim, uh, try me out. Okay. How are we going to sim yeah. off? How can we sim off right now? You can't match me on a sim. Sorry. I, I, I know I can. We'll go to a track. Anytime I sim race you, I go on with zero track time. And I'm right away at your pace. <laughs> yeah. no, Next time you're your Porsche, put in the work, go do Bathurst and see how close she can get to me and Zach. Okay. By the way, real quick shout out to our boy, Zach. Wait, is that a set of Corsa? Yeah. Listen real quick. Okay. <laughs> Big shout out to our boy, Zach. Okay. I got to give a shout out because I think it's super cool that someone in racing that put in the work, never, a never say die attitude. This is what I want to do with my life. Hell yeah. Didn't have the, didn't have the means to do it. Got a ride. I don't know the full details. Got a ride this year. He's racing. He's racing in GT four in, um, I always get the name wrong now, but world challenge essentially. SRO. SRO goes out him and his teammate win both days in their category in GT4 mega yeah dude mega dude that's so cool they didn't win the overall they won their category so that's a start and it's so freaking cool and it just shows you if you have the the determination the work ethic um, the personality 
that you can make this stuff happen, man. Dude, you really I, can. I second that. I, I, uh, it's, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that whole thing. Cause I was going to have him come on the podcast until this whole Corona thing, uh, the outbreak yeah. happened, but he was going to come on the podcast this past week, um, and talk about it. Cause I saw him at Pecla like the days to follow after the race. That was super cool. What he was able to do. He basically works at Porsche experience center. Didn't have the means to do it, but just stuck with it. And he, I mean, he is a, a car guru. Now he, the way he feels the car is like, uh, pretty immense. So he has worked really hard at it and he's just, you know, he found the right situation. I think it came from someone that he knew in karting, um, that eventually said that, you know, Hey, I want to try to get you a ride cause you deserve it. And like ten, 10 years later, hooked him right. up with like the right gentleman at the right time. Boom, goes out there and wins first try. And so, you know, it's going to be like a fruitful pairing and successful because I mean, gentlemen, gentlemen drivers love that. They like go love and race, win, love it, coach them. They're fast. They win. It's that's, a, that's the best dude. He killed it. At least Good in, for at least, in, at least in one of the races. Oh no, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm misspeaking. I was watching something. I, I'm misspeaking. What? Ignore me. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Okay. okay, okay. Um, but <laughs> no, it's, it's super cool. It's like, it's one of those things where if that's what, if you are like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. I, and I'm going to, it's a never say die. I know guys that are in their forties right now that didn't get their first ride until they were in their thirties. Wow. They worked at racing schools. They were just in it. Wow. Now, now, wow. If, now, right? If, if you're the person wow. like, yo, I don't want that life. I don't want that life. I, I don't, don't blame you. make six fifty dollars to $60,000 a year <laughs> for the next five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. More, maybe hoping, more. Hoping that that one thing will come along oh. so I can maybe make $800,000 for the next <laughs> five years. <laughs> but, that's dude. It's no different than someone yeah, that committing is, to a is, job. Is, is that no? Is a stand-up comedian that's just in the club True. every freaking night that maybe gets paid, you know, a hundred bucks or isn't even getting paid yet, or a musician, right? That's going and gets paid just tips, but they're just hungry for it, right? Yeah, it's no different. So I dude, love that I story. Always, I love that goddamn I, story so much. I I always applaud people. It's not for me. Right. I, 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 it's not, it was not for me, you know, it's but true. I applaud, I applaud people and I think it's so cool to see people that now, do you think is, those people, it. do you think that those people can have an advantage over you? Because I feel this sometimes when you dedicate your time that you're like working with cars and driving them at a certain level or whatever, do you think that that translates at all to when you go racing? Yes and no. Um, I think when, like when it was going really well for me and, and I only had to focus on driving. Um, no, I mean, no, I mean, I don't think you would have had to, I don't think you necessarily would have had an advantage. Um, but I think, See, I see where, it. I think where the advantage, where the, no, but I think where the advantage is to so say the last two years I was racing when it was kind of rocky and it was, where's my next ride or everything. And mm -hmm. yes, a hundred percent, there is an advantage for having that 
because there's no doubt there, there's doubt for those people but there's no like doubt of like ooh should I go do something else if you're fully bought in right and you are actually fully bought in not you say it out loud but it's not really what's happening if you're fully bought in no you have a huge advantage over your competition that is in the same position as you that's still looking for rides and you know out you still going out there whether or not they're competing or not but you know you have the advantage over over that next person because mm. people can sense that no different when you talk to employers of businesses a lot of people nowadays don't even hire off of resume they they a lot of people hire off of the the gut feeling they get from an individual right right and you can sense that when you talk to zach man when you talk to zach and you're and, and you just talk to him about cars if you were to talk to him and me about the same thing about cars, you would definitely get a different sense of where we're at. And if, even if I was yeah. still in it and I was like, I would entertain a car ride, which I still would say. If someone today was like, Hey man, I want you to race with me. Even if it was for free, I'd be like, game on. The difference is I'm not <laughs> out there looking for it. Right. Right. If right. It was him and I, and we had the same individual talking to us. Do you think that who there's, do you, do you think there's who any, do you think he would ask, he would ask, Zachary, yeah, not me. you're 100%. right. You're right. You're right. Do you think there, there's any? That guy would sense it. He would sense it. I feel that. I feel that tremendously. But do you think that there is a? God, I lost it. <laughs> That's why I was trying to interrupt you. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Let me get this out real quick. Uh, um, damn it. What were you just talking about? <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just saying that there. You know, there is a. There is an advantage. If you're fully oh, in, do you in, think that there's any? The, do you think that there's any karmic energy that goes that kind of plays into your hand when you do? I don't, commit? I don't necessarily. I don't believe it's like karmic energy. But something. Believe, it don't karmic energy no. is like a way of putting it. But like, okay, you think believe, of it as like, okay. First of all, it's I positive believe, reinforcement, positive thinking. The yeah. second thing is you've bought into something. So now you're seeing things always in that light, right? For sure. You know, oh, for sure, dude, it's the same thing. If you don't believe you're, if, if you don't, you, if you don't believe you're the best out there, but people, I, I get people all the time, like in, in the little mini niche community world I'm in, you'll talk to these, some of these younger kids. They're like, Oh, you're so, you're so, you're so arrogant. Or like, you think you're, I don't, I don't think my shit doesn't think I'm still a competitor. Like I compete on a different way now. I compete through my drivers, right? I'm I like I want to go beat a buddy of mine. Um, owns a race team, and we joke back and forth. And though I don't own a race team, like you know, he's a him being the owner of the race team. He doesn't have a secondary person that kind of handles the coaching and the mm-hmm. and the tuning of of his carts. He kind of takes that full responsibility on him. So we joke back and forth, and he like with Joe, he started calling me the guru, and I'm like, dude, come on, like. But yeah, the like, guru. But yeah, it, it was you know it's it's a little chip you know chip back and forth at each other. But you know it's like no, like when I go out there, like and my driver's competing against any team, like I want that I want him to go out. And my favorite thing is saying like, I don't want you to just go win. I want you to step on their throat and just walk. Away. I mean, there's nothing better than watching a driver walk away from a from a field of drivers nothing better I like watching in like any kind of sprint form of racing right I love big I love battles blah, blah, blah. there's nothing better in my position in life of what I do for a living than watching a driver just 
step on another competitor's throat and just, uh. yeah, because I'm still right. I'm still Make him feel like they think he's oh. cheating. Like he's just, oh, that's, that's the best compliment in the world. Oh yeah. When someone thinks you're, it's the oh. best compliment, especially when you know you're doing it super clean. Yeah. I love it. Oh. But it's like that. I love that banter, that back and forth, that competitiveness. So I think that competitiveness, that, that energy translates. So I do agree. I think there is not that it's like car. I just think people can sense other people's energy. It's no different. If you right. don't think like, like if Zach was walking around, I'm just using him as an example. Cause we were talking about if he was walking around, he had this self doubt and just was like, well, uh, when he had those opportunities, he wouldn't have given off the energy that someone would have been like, you're my guy. I trust in you fully. I know you're going to go, right. we're going to go do, do work together. You're a hundred percent committed to this. You will help me in this endeavor. Right. Bar none when because you, and, you're committed. And when people that know Zach know that that's the type of person he is. Yeah. You know, and we all go through, through hard times and we all go through self doubt at some point, but you know, if you, if you keep pushing hard, and you really firmly believe in yourself and you have that never, never say die, never quit attitude. People will see that. And it may take 10 years. I, I mean, I forgot there was some famous comedian that's like world Chantel would know better. I think it was even, uh, I think it's Steve Martin. Let me go ask her real quick. <laughs> There's some famous actor comedian that didn't get their big break to like 40 years old. And now they're yeah. like, the biggest, who was the actor comedian that, it wasn't until they were like 40 something got their first big break or late thirties. And they'd been doing it for years. No, not Joe Rogan. Steve, like, wasn't it Steve Martin? I don't think it was Steve Martin. You have to look that up. I think Chantel thinks it's Steve Martin. He, he didn't get his big he break. Did, he like did he work really his, hard. But you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just that opportunity you know, it's no different than some of these musicians that like, you're like, where did this person come from? Right. Like, I didn't come from, I didn't, from that came from, like, blew up out of nowhere. Like, I've been work grinding hard for 10, 20 years, man. Yeah. And I just think, you know, Ryan Eckersley, who, who's in the sports car world is a household name. Dude, Ryan, I don't think got his first big break being paid as a race car driver till he was like 33 years old. You know, it's true. Dude. It's true. It's and like, look at him. you got to give... Factory- He's a factory Honda driver. He's got one of the biggest podcasts in racing, period. He has a freaking Amazon show. Yeah. Like, dude. And, but uh, knowing this because I was around it when I was in my 20s. Now, why isn't that around you? It, around it all the days, I, as I told you, racing was not. I got to a point where it was like I could see myself doing other things. And I think when you get to that point, it's no different than some of these NFL players. That you're like, whoa, wait a minute, you have a big, big contract and you're retiring? It's like, right. maybe they don't want that grind anymore. And that was me. I didn't want the grind anymore. Yeah. You know? Interesting. I saw other things in life I wanted to pursue more than, not more than racing, but enough that it took away from So from do you, are you able to not have racing in your life as a racer and still, and you're like, okay with that? No. Well, no, because I'm still involved in racing. No, but, but like racing, way. racing. Like not race. No, like I always you, have to race. You racing. No, I race. I still race at least once a year. Okay. And sometimes it's usually just a go-kart race, but it wets the whistle. <laughs> yeah. 
and I realize how slow I'm becoming. <laughs> and uh, it's humbling. Yeah. And yeah, I, I it's fun. That's, I think that that's the difference. Like that's, that's I still have a passion for the sport of racing. Right. Right. It's just different. You know, right. I still love driving. Like when, when I went out and drove, drove, uh, at thermal recently, like that, it, yeah, it sparks a little bit like, yo, I need to get back. Or when my friend, <laughs> yeah, right. that's, that's a, that's a bronze and hasn't been racing in a while just got a ride because he just kept a bronze license and the right, you know, right. He wasn't even pursuing it. Just like he had a license, the right opportunity. We've talked about this yeah. on like the podcast or two ago. Like, yeah, sometimes I do go, Ooh man, should have. but I'm the type of person though, that if I do do those things, it's going to, I'm, I'm just going to go down a hole. Yeah. I'm going to go into it like a, like a, Oh, what could have been? Oh, da, 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 like, that will be that. Yeah. I just, I, so I, I have to like, that's why when I stepped you have away, to separate. well, when I stepped away, it was like, no, I'm not pursuing. I'm not even looking, yeah. even though I'm still coaching everything. And like, I'm meeting gentlemen. I'm not pursuing. I'm not, it's not, I'm not selling that. I'm not looking. Cause if I'm still looking, I'm still going to have this, the way my brain works. I'm just, I'm just always going to have this kind of what if, what if. Yeah. Ah. So you, I had to like, fully step away and be like, no, I'm done racing. In yeah. any professional manner, I'm done racing. This is I'll still race if it's for fun, but I'm done racing. Here's I I yeah, I see that. I here's where I'm at with it. Like I yeah, because I went from like the moment of like, okay, I'm not able to pursue everything that I wanted to out of it, but there's still a lot of other options, which we've talked about. We've gone at length to this in the podcast. Yep. But I still wanted some, some, you know, I think of my life like in spokes of things that I want to do. And there's like five to eight spokes at any time. And I want racing to take up like three of those spokes, two or three, three, yep. probably three out of the eight spokes. But that, there's a lot of other spokes in life that I, I want out of it. It's not my everything. And I came to the, re to the realization that like, I want it at a level that I can be happy with because it excites me so much. And I love that part of life, but it sparks me to then want to like write about things and like have different perspectives on this and how it applies to life. And right. that became my ultimate reasoning of not pursuing racing to the fullest extent that one might do for like, you know, an IndyCar rider something, even becoming a gentleman driver, you know, pairing with someone, I think you do kind of have to go that extra level. I'm still like half dipped into that. And I felt like off-road racing was like that little deity to me that was like, this can be just enough to like race for cheap on the low and like go right. somewhere with it and have fun. And it's in like Baja. So you don't even have to like fly on a fucking plane. You just right. drive across the border and you're there and you get dirty, you know, like it's a very fun way of going about it. I kind of was over the having to be all professional and like fly across the country, land somewhere and like you're racing and you got to be like on it. And, you know, oh. I, I love the co competitiveness of it. And I loved, you know, like oh. trying to be the quickest with no testing or whatever. And I'll give you, yeah, I'll give ahead. you a fun, I'll give you a funny story real quick before I forget. So, 
when uh, when I was like fully in, like doing the still doing the junior form of stuff, I'd just come back from you know living and racing in Europe, and uh, I got an opportunity to have a sit down meeting with an owner of an a- uh, ALMS team, big prototype team. Um, through a connection through my dad's college, they went to the same college together. Didn't really know each other, but we were able to sit down, right? And uh, I walk in, and he's like, "We have a good talk and everything." Where he's like, "Hey, maybe you should dress more like a race car driver." And I'm like, "What? what is, like, <laughs> what is even that supposed to mean?" Like I'm dressed how I would dress. Like I'm dressed nicely for the track. I'm not, you know, I'm not like wearing jeans and a t or shorts and a t-shirt and some scuffed up shoes. But I'm also not like wearing, you know, a button down dress shirt with tucked in with a with belt pants and yeah, super overdressed for the track. Like I felt like I was like, but it was my style. Like what is that even supposed to mean? But I will say this: this was back in the day where like the whole. You have to be marketable, da 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 da. Everyone's dressed, you know. Everyone's wearing the exact same type kit, walking around the paddock, right? Every driver is just, or or up and coming young drivers wearing the exact same thing, right? Black slacks, black shoes, their their team shirt or their personal branded shirt polo is like just a robot, right? Yeah. And I'm like, is that what you're trying to say? It's just. It, it, it was it's just that kind of like that situation where you're just like what how 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 much am i willing to deal with right right so yeah and like you know that the only way that you're going to cut your way through the sport is by getting someone like that to support you you know yeah. and, and and it's like where does the buck stop where does that where does this become me an amalgamation of everybody else that makes me be what I should be versus what if I were to just follow the things I wanted to do? The problem is that you're not going to, you're probably not going to make the right people happy to get to that ultimate goal that you have. So you kind of got to be okay with the alternative places you could go with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is, it's worth talking about though, just because like, the things you could do, we touched on it a little bit before, but we could get into it more. Is just like the things you could do t- besides, uh, you know, if you want to pursue racing, but you don't want to be the all out, like literally go work 10 years coaching, instructing and doing everything to hopefully get, you know, some funded sponsor or a gentleman driver to eventually pay for your ride. If you don't want to do that, what other options do you have in racing? You don't really. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to be flat out honest. Um, I mean, I know guys that, uh, you know, they get that one opportunity to race the on the lowest form of, of racing. And maybe the series doesn't have a scholarship, but, you know, they do really well to win the championship or whatever. But then they go to that next rung and they're just like, oh, I still need to bring money. Oh, I don't have that kind of money. You know, there's no real opportunity for them to keep moving up. And then the gentleman driver's like, I'm not picking some guy that just won at this lower level. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay someone. I'm gonna get someone that's like a pro, real pro, right? Yeah. 
So it's difficult, man. It, it, there really aren't that many options, um, unfortunately. And, you know, it's always been the case. And you're never, I don't think it's ever going to be solved, to be honest. I just, um, I think that... I don't think it necessarily needs to be solved. I think it is kind of the barrier to entry. I think, well, one thing that is starting to piss me off a little bit is these e-race guys that just get to jump like four steps that all of us guys had to go through straight into like a mid-level GT or, or LMP3 ride because they won some E-series. Yeah. And it's like, yo, that's the thing I'm like not cool with. I'm all about like these opportunities to find these. But man, some of these announcements I've been seeing recently and like what opportunities these E-racers are getting, I'm like, yeah. hold on. These families didn't have to sacrifice anything. The cost and time, like this is, come on. It's I'm just, not saying they're not talented. Yeah, it's just not money. They don't deserve it, but it's like, it's like, it's no different than I think if someone in the corporate world got upset because some guy jumped position straight out of college because uh, you know they knew someone really high up in the company, or you know they just got opportunities that they didn't necessarily grind a little bit to deserve yeah and i just think it's like for the people that didn't have the money just like these some of these esport guys right that's their only bear that's their only way into racing was esports nothing wrong with that but for them to get these opportunities to just like jump level from from bottom and they're not going to the bottom and then you know getting and then proving themselves and whoever got them, you know, whoever that sponsor was, they're staying with them, but at least they're able to prove themselves up through. But for them to get these opportunities into like the third or fourth rung of motorsports, you're like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Here? Yeah. It's because there's, there's the money behind oh, some of these sure. sports things to do it. it makes sense. You know, a, it is. It's a bummer that it, it has to go that way for guys that put in like a lot of time and money as a professional in this sport. It's whack. Yeah, I don't, and what I was going to say, what I was going to say, what's kind of topsy turvy with that whole marketing thing and like filling that void of, of, uh, you know, what the market needs, it, what the racing world needs for you to be is like fall in line and be that marketable person. Um, the thing is though, I think that stops it from being like, I don't know, just like a globally followed sport and F1 definitely has like, we've talked about this before at length too, about how, you know, with Liberty media and they've really focused on their drivers being stars and a guy like Lewis Hamilton, who has such a following anyways, it's on a global level now, but I think oh, they get it, when, they get it, man. But for the most part on the North American side, we treat it with this manufacturer stick, you know, cause we all need manufacturer money. And so then you get into the corporate world of these different car manufacturers and they have to be like a level of safety standard and corporate responsibility that I don't think matches with the personalities that the racing okay. driver needs to have. Here's a great, here, here's a great question for you. I want you to name three guys in sports car racing in North America that you're like, Oh, I know that guy's personality. Not because you know him personally, you can separate that, but you're like, Whoa, I know that guy's real. Like that guy's personality, either because of social media or because in interviews on TV, name three guys currently racing. Jordan. That you're like, I can fall. I can fall in line. 
with who those guys are. They're not, there's not, they're not robotic. They're not boring. They're, they're definitely, you know, I guess some people are just boring in nature, but like, you know, you're like, Oh, like I could get, I could get behind that guy. Mm. Name three. That's a good question. You named one of them spot on right away. Yeah. You got Jordan Taylor. I think, I think, he, I think, I think he could, Eversley, I think is another one, but he's unfortunately, you know, he's not, he's not in a higher, he doesn't have a, you know, a full-time GT ride in IMSA. So that's right. kind of a, you don't get, he doesn't get as much TV time in that realm, but no, for sure. In, in, in the racing world, for you, sure. You Ryan pay attention. is up there. You pay attention. hundred percent. Yeah. Jordan, who else, who else is, who else is on TV? Who else is on social media constantly that you're like, Ooh, I could follow this guy. Oh, this guy's interesting. Mm, God, Jesus. Hmm. I feel like I still follow the sport quite a bit and I'm having trouble coming up with a third one. And I know they're out there. I'm just having a blank. Yeah, I am too. I'm just like, Mm, God, that's, that's tough. Who is it? It's a good question. Let me see here. You know, it's like, I'm, I almost want to, I'm trying to like go through my social media and be like, who is it? I just got, (laughs) first thing that comes up. My, they must be listening to me. Dane Cameron, first of all, throwback Thursday, first win with Turner Motorsports, losing the sake of 2014. Oh, Pompelli ran out of fuel with the lead with one corner to go as I was fighting hot in the, in the Audi. Never over till it's over. You know who I want to know more about that I don't think I know enough about is Stephen McAleer. Okay. <laughs> what do you know? Uh, what what do you what do you what do you want to know? I about think he's. Season? I don't know. What do you know anything? I I've just heard that he's yeah. like super quick. He goes for it. He was uh, somebody I know. One of the he was their coach, and like he was just everything I see. Like he wound up in that LMP3 car, and he's super you quick out of the box. He's the guy. So Steven Steven's another great example of someone that had this never say die attitude, and. And grinded it out, man, and just fought for these opportunities. And just they just kept coming about, coming about. But they didn't come about for a long time. Dude, I'm, I'd have to look. But I think Steven and I first raced against each other. Because he came up to me at a kart race I was coaching at a, year, a couple of years ago. And he was like, yo, Wareheim. And I'm like, I didn't recognize him. He's like, Steven McLeary. He's like, we raced together in Skip Barber's. So this had to have been like 2005. And I'm like, whoa. And at that time, he was only really racing. I think he had an SP ride in Grand Am Cup, like part-time, not even full-time. And he was racing MX-5 Cup, I think. And now he's got a race team, right? He's racing racing all over in all these different categories, crushing it. Yeah, dude. Crushing it. So that's a guy that didn't come from a lot of money. Yeah. I think a lot of his opportunities, he started coaching at – Monticello up in New York and he was on the like main instructors up there and I know he sacrificed a lot to kind of do all that but uh I think that's where a lot of those opportunities kind of came about yeah that's interesting but it's but it's it's, you know you know what's so funny about this this is I'm not this is not a diss to Steven at all um because he is super quick and, and he is one of the nicest guys in the paddock um if you would have looked down the timesheet first couple of years in racing, you probably would have never thought he'd be where he's at today. 
And that just shows, no, but that just shows you time and time again that you put in that hard work. That's not saying, I knew he didn't come from a big carding background. So it's not like, you know, he kind of started later. Um, but, or at least start with less experience, right? Yeah. So you don't know, you know, he, he's, he, he's fighting against guys that maybe have five to 10 years more experience than him. Yeah. So maybe even more than that, who knows? But, you know, it's, it's one of those things, no different when you're playing, you'd assume that's similar to college football, baseball. If you only played football for your last two years of high school and someone played all their life and you're competing against them for quarterback, yeah. he's going to have he's gonna, that quarterback that has a six, seven, eight more years of experience may have a little bit up on you. But that doesn't mean when you get to a professional level that he's going to be better than the better other than you in the right. Yeah, it so, is. It's like over ten years of different fluctuating experience levels, and like you know who can learn quicker. You never know how that ends up on year seven versus year two. And that's why so I always true. hate when people. I always hate when people say like that don't race anymore, and they see someone and they go, "Oh, I used to beat that guy all the time. That I know. guy's garbage." It's like no, no. They got good. Say, you can look. You can still say that you were a badass back when you raced, and the opportunities didn't come or whatever. Fine, but you cannot put down someone that is crushing it. Now it's different if they're slow as shit. Somehow they're keeping a ride. Well, and the, like, the thing oh, is, oh, is, is like, guy, but if they're crushing it, how are you hating on them? Yeah, like. Would you do Wait. as good as when they rose to the top? Like, if you rose to the top, would you do as good in the same situation? Maybe not. They Maybe might be not. doing better. You don't know. Exactly. And that's the thing you is, like, know. people, if people like that, they have years and years of experience. Maybe they were, like, in carding from the get. And they look back. It's like, yo, your first probably four years of Cardi, you were booty. You were right. booty hole. You were nothing. But nobody remembers. Right. There's not enough pictures, not enough social media exactly. yet. But like if exactly. they had it, you would have been booty. You right. know? But you've stuck with it. There was a period where you started figuring out. And then maybe you had to do that in cars too. And it's like, heck, maybe 100%. this guy learns quicker. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like hundred <laughs> percent. You can't hate on it. Man. You can't. You can't. You can, you can you can be nostalgic and be like, man, I was Fuck, man, I used to get it. I used to get it. And cool, <laughs> you did. But guess what? For whatever reason, it didn't work out. But don't hate on the people that it did work out for, man. Right. Come on. No matter how they made it work, you know? Yeah. Unless unless if you're Marco and Ready. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. I know. I had to. I had to. I had to. I'm I... sorry. I can hate. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Do you know Marco? Uh, Do you know? I don't know. I shouldn't say I know him anymore. But like, yeah, I mean, we grew up racing together. So yeah. he just he moved but, up really fast. It, we'll, well stop. There. Like I said, it, you're yeah. We'll stop. There. <laughs> stop there. Like I said, 2020, man. I'm 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 a more positive, more positive guy. Right. Right. Yeah. We don't have to go into that. I think there's. There's, no, no there's nothing there. to go in. There's, there's nothing. There's, there's, no, there's nothing to go into. Right. If there's he didn't have the Andretti name, he wouldn't keep an IndyCar ride. Right. Plain and simple. Right. Or race for his dad. He the, wouldn't have an IndyCar ride. The That's thing that I'm, simple. the thing that I'm like, I kind of question is just like, okay, it's it's clearly like not working out right now. 
Is, is there, it's not working out right now. But it hasn't for the past however it never long. Has. There was a time, though, when he was, like, competitive on the ovals. No. On the ovals. Yeah. He was. Yeah, when, and that's kind of yeah. dwindled away now. And now, you know, I just, I would wonder, like, there could be some big changes you could make to try to, like, all right, like, I moved out too fast. I realized all that shit. But I can still, if I, could, if I have the resources, I could, like, pull this together. You no, know? I would, Why not? I would have, no, I would have, I would have, I would have more respect for that situation. It was like a Graham Ray Hall situation where he was like, I'm not racing for my dad. Not doing it. Right. I may end up racing for my dad, but I'm going to try to do it try my, my best to do it on my own. Yeah. I would have, I would be, if, if Marco tomorrow woke up and was like, you know what? 2021, I'm going to go try to race for someone else. So got my name. So got sponsors I've worked with. So I'm going to go try to race with someone else. Go for it. Cool. Mad oh. respect. Ain't gonna happen. How are you gonna get sponsors? Well, he's got a name still. I don't know. Also, so, though, yeah, what we should yeah. talk this what we should talk about though is like, yo, sponsorships. Because if companies are coming to a halt right now, unless you were a company that's like for essential oh. things, all these sponsorships might be cut. Yeah. For different race yeah. teams and, and especially at the, the higher levels, man. Yeah. That's a scary thing. I, you know, scary, scary. I don't even want to think about that. I can't even dive into that. I got to make dinner for the boy here in a minute. <laughs> I can't even go dive that deep. The other thing I will say is big up to Connor Daly, who has a full time IndyCar ride. Two, two teams, three different car numbers, just hilarious. But he, he has a full season ride for the whole season. I think that's super cool. Really? Yeah. I think it's super, Connor will always be one of my boys. What else is he racing? No, no matter how much we talk, he's always one of my boys, and I'm so happy for him. It's so cool. Uh, he's doing oval with Carlin, and then he's got the road course. I think he's splitting duties with. Uh, oh yeah, Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, Carpenter. Yeah. So he he so, filled it in with Carlin. Yeah, yeah. He's That's doing cool. oval. He's doing o- certain oval races with Carlin. That's Six cool. races, I think it is. So, it's a baller. I think it's so cool. Well, that's all barring whenever they go back to competing. True, true. You know, I mean, that's what they decide. Yeah. I I mean, good luck with the Indy 500. That that would be, I think, really hard to do. I like your idea of, like, experimenting with different types of racing. But I think it's, like, I don't know, maybe June. June is, like, the hope for getting racing started. Yeah, I think best bet. Most racing series have canceled through May. So yeah, that makes sense. I think June is best case, which is, I'm hoping, hoping that at least our carding stuff will get back going in May, only because it's not a, really a spectator sport. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about, you know, 50 to 100,000 people showing up, traveling all over. You know, it's only 500 people, maybe. Yeah. So. We can only hope. But on that note, I need to get dinner going for the boy. Okay. And uh, we'll uh, we'll do another podcast here for you guys this week. We're probably going to stick to uh, audio version for, for the next couple until TJ and I can uh, get our remote set up <laughs> dialed in. Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna keep this going to you guys so you guys have something to, to listen to uh, during this time of 
of uh, indoor indoorness seclusion. Yeah, and, and, and uh, honestly, and honestly, the word, man. yeah, like I think, yeah, our dilapidated camera setup. It you know it makes us late with posting stuff. So it's like, listen. We, we we're wanna, not pros at this, okay, guys. We're not pros, but we can. We figured out audio a little bit, so that's what we're gonna do. We can put this out a lot quicker and just get to talking about racing and talking about what the world is gonna do, how it's gonna continue on. It will. It will continue on, and yeah. race car drivers are just in a holding pattern right now. But that will we are. that will come to an end at some point when it does. Hopefully, hopefully you made the most or did what you could during this time and we you can record more this was easy this was easy i'm walking i'm watching the kid <laughs> he's he's got we got this new bin for him for all his different cars his paw patrol cars his hot wheels cars his cars cars i love it his wooden cars <laughs> and he now he's got about 12 of them out on the windowsill all in a lineup as if they're racing and uh He's looking at me like I'm an idiot, which he's probably right. But now, now he's saying, race, race, we're racing. We're racing? <laughs> yeah. He's Get him racing. a sim, dude. Get him a sim. Let's start a, a sim league so I can a whoop you out of A toddler sim league. Here, here's the deal, man. When everything gets back to him, okay, I'm going to go up. We're going to go to Porsche. Okay? We're going to find a track Spray down that car. Track, yep. Track car combo. Okay. We're going to get 10, no, we're going to get 20 minutes. We're going to set the fastest lap in those 20 minutes. Is the champion. Done. Okay. Bring your A game, son. Done. All right. Cool. Talk to you later. Later, guys. Thanks again for listening. We'll have another episode out within the week. Appreciate it. Bye, Chris. Bye, everybody. Love you.